Welcome back to another episode of Goddess Talks with me, Elise 5K. And today, we're going to be talking about how observation creates reality. So before I get into it, I want to kind of review the, one of the principles of the Kabbalion, which is the all is mind, the universe is mental. So the entire universe was created by the thought of God. And who and what is God? That is the question. Well, if you exist... You are God. God means I am. The Tetragrammaton, Yahweh, it means I exist. So if you are conscious, if you exist in the 3D, in the third dimension, then you are God. Hate to break it to you if this is disappointing. This is very disappointing to some people. By the way, this was not disappointing to me, but the point is that there are five basic laws that are true everywhere in the universe. This is, comes from Bashar, basically. So all dimensions, which is one, you exist, I am. To exist is the tetragrammaton. So if you don't know what the tetragrammaton is, it's the four-letter Hebrew thing, Y for God, Y-H-W-H, right? So it's the name of God in the Hebrew Bible. So the four letters written and read from right to left in Hebrew are Yod, He, Wa, and He. And it just means to be, to exist, to cause, to become, to come to pass. And we just call this thing Yahweh, okay? Now in the Christian Bible, the God is I am. So if you are to be and you are, that means that you exist, you're God. So let's go back to Bashar's five little principles, right? So Bashar, he's got the five basic laws of creation. And by the way, this is multidimensional. Bashar is a multidimensional being from a different dimension. He's like an alien, but he exists in this dimension, but he's from the future and blah, 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 blah. But anyway, he gave this information through channeling to, to Daryl Anka. He's a great guy. I've seen him in person. Amazing. This is what he says. You exist. I am. That is law one. If you exist now, your existence is eternal. You have always existed and you always will exist. And we're, we're, this is going to, I'm going to link this to Jesus, some things that Jesus has said. But you may change form, but you are always existing, always. Okay? So relax. You're going to be around forever. You may change form, but but you're going to be here. Like, this, this just shit don't end. It just keeps in a loop. And Ecclesiastes 1.9, what has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Okay? Anyway, Jesus be talking about eternal life all the time. But he's not talking about that. He's talking about being alive, like, while you're alive and not dead while you're alive. It's like a metaphor, but we'll get into that later. Right now, we are talking about the five laws of creation that Bashar has given us. So, okay. So, number one is you exist. I am. Number two is everything is here now. So, time and space are illusions, but your experiences within time and space are real. They are here now. There is only here now. Like, from the day you were born, it's just been one big day. Like, one long day. It's just one long day. There's no days. It's just right now. Everything is now. And this is important when it comes to the fact that observation creates reality, which we will get into later. But 
So number three, the all is one and the one is all. So just as each tiny section of a hologram contains the information for the entire hologram, likewise, we are all interconnected. The part contains the whole. So everything is truly just one totally interconnected thing, okay? So number four is what you put out is what you get back. So the outside is a reflection of the inside. And Jesus goes into depth. If you read the 114 sayings of Jesus in the Gospel of Thomas, he talks about this all the time. What you put out is what you get back. Physical reality is actually a three-dimensional holographic mirror. So if you're like evil, you're just evil to yourself. It's really, and then you you resonate with other like people who feel they deserve evil, and then you that person receives the evil from you, but you're really destroying yourself. So yeah, your phys- so basically your physical reality is just a holographic reflection of what you most strongly believe to be true, which is the meaning you assign to everything. And so like a mirror, Physical reality will not change unless you change first. So you got to change your beliefs in order to change your current reality, your current state of being. So then number five is the only constant in the universe is change, except for the four postulates, which never, ever, ever change. So yes, you might as well just get used to eternally changing creation and enjoy the ride. Learn, explore, research and explore. I don't understand why people don't do this. They stay in darkness. And, you know, that was the number one theme of Socrates. He felt like knowledge was the key to unlocking happiness because and then unlocking like your higher self being you know becoming god because because knowledge helps you to create new new neural pathways in the brain and then you can make better decisions and with knowledge comes peace i think peace the more you know the more peaceful you can become that's what i think i feel like ignorance is pain and like sadness because you when you know these things like especially when I read the 114 sayings of Jesus I got and when I when I finally understood what Jesus was saying I was like completely excited at first I was like mad about all the lies that I was taught but then I was like super excited and so I'm super excited to really absorb and saturate this this information so that I can use this information um to my benefit so okay the five basic structure of existence and this is ontology which is the study of the nature of reality by the way which i am a self-proclaimed ontologist i love i always wanted to know what we were doing here i always was like as a kid like what the fuck like i was just like what is this like i would have these waves that would just hit me and i would be like what are we why am i here why do i exist like i don't know i feel like i might just be like a star seed maybe i'm from sirius i feel like i'm from sirius or something like i'm i feel like my soul is from a different dimension i really do because when i was little i would just be like what i remember the day i became conscious of being conscious i was five and i was sitting on my dad's brown chair And I remember it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, whoa, I exist, bro. Like, I fucking exist. What? Like, and I was like, so then, and then it hit me again. The wave of existence hit me again in like third grade. I remember I was in the bathroom. See, I remember these days. I remember I was in the bathroom and then I was like, whoa. I was just looking out the window and I was like, whoa. I had like, it was like a super trippy moment. I was like, why do what is this place? (laughs) Like, I was like, where am I? I don't know what to tell you. I felt like I didn't know where I was. I I knew that I was on earth and, you know, living this life, but I, I knew that probably I came from somewhere else. That's all I'm saying. So I say all of this to say, because this is important because I'm leading up to how I can, I'm teaching myself right now. 
So that's what I do this for. But I want to know, I want to link this to the Kabbalion. And then I'm going to link this to the definitions of God, right? So then I can link this to the article that about quantum physics, right? Which is that observation creates reality. And that is why. Actually, observation creates matter, okay? So that is what we're talking about. And everything goes together. So bear with me, okay? So back to the Kabbalion, which is Hermes, which is Egyptian god Thoth, which is thought. The universe is mental. This is one of the laws. The seven laws, right? The universe is mental. The physical world is a virtual reality projected from the mind, which is like your pineal gland, you know, the third eye. That's your third eye. The eye, the, what is, um, Reverend Ike calls it the, your mind's eye. This is how we, when God said, let there be light and there was light. And then the big bang theory happened, the big bang situation, the big bang, let there be light. There was like a huge bang explosion and God us, which is one thing, one person, one, not a person, but one situation because matter, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It's just energy. So we were like, <laughs> let there be light. We were like bored, I guess, from being, from existing, like in the void of nothingness. And we were like, I'm bored. Um, let there be light. And then big, you know, there, there was a big bang and particles began forming. Okay. So, so the principle of mentalism demonstrates that the universe is mental. The mind is all. Now, most people don't really know what this means, but the reality is, is that this is ancient Egyptian metaphysics. Okay. This, this, this is the stuff written all on the walls. You've got the first emanation of God, the Barbello realm, which Jesus and Judas talks about this in the gospel of Judas. G Judas actually told Jesus, I know who you are. You come from the realm of the Barbello. Now, the Barbello is the first emanation of God. Now, there became a split in our consciousness because we all are God. When I say are, I'm talking about all of us, which is God, right? So the first emanation, there was a, you know, that's what we call the net, right? The womb, the cosmic womb, okay? The netters. She created the netters. It's a, it's a woman, but it's a, a hermaphrodite, like a mother that was able to self-procreate. I don't even like calling her hermaphrodite, but she's a self-procreating cosmic consciousness with no, like, so the 3D world was created out of thought, okay? And then there was a split in the consciousness. So good and evil, the split of good and evil. So in Genesis... When Eve eats the apple, which Eve is just the right, the what, left side of the brain or the right side of the brain, whichever one is masculine is the, well, I think that's the left side. And then the right side is like Adam. It's like a brain. Like it's probably just one person. But anyway, so because the realm wasn't like necessarily physical at that time. So then, you know, that's why in the Bible, it literally says, oh, shit, now man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. Riddles. Let's decode. So anyway, back to what I was saying. This is like ancient Egyptian religion that was destroyed during the creation of Abrahamic religions, which devolved consciousness severely and made God a man, which, yuck. Like, seriously, if God was a man, it would just, no, it's just absolutely not true. But the point is, is that God is both. You could, it's, if you're a man, fine, God can be a man, but honestly, 
God is a woman because I'm a woman, so whatever. But the point is that the Egyptians actually mastered the occult sciences. They were the first alchemists, the land of Kim, the land of the blacks. So the occult sciences understood what we now call metaphysics and quantum physics. Ancient, look, I've, I, de- I was able to decode by looking at the stuff on the wall, the little drawings on the wall. That helps. That really fucking helps. I promise you. So they, the ancient Egyptians, were able to acquire true knowledge which is the nature of the physical world and the foundation, quantum, mental world beneath it. This is metaphysics. So the principle of mentalism, as found in the Kabbalion, states that the all is mind, the universe is mental. So the Kabbalion goes on to expound briefly on the concept of mentalism, and this principle embodies the truth that all is mind. It explains that the all, which is the substantial reality underlying all the outward manifestations and appearances which we know under the terms of the material universe, the 3D, the phenomena of life, matter, energy, and in short, all that is apparent to our material senses is Spirit, which in itself is unknowable and undefinable, but which may be considered and thought of as a universal, infinite, loving, living mind. It also explains that the phenomenal world or universe is simply a mental creation of the all, subject to the laws of created things, and that the universe as a whole and in its parts or units has its existence in the mind of the all in which mind we live and move and have our being. Basically, we're in God's mind. If you don't want to be God, fine. We're inside God's mind, okay? We literally exist inside God's brain. And the universe is looks just like a brain neuron, by the way. And it, always, it also looks like a tree, which is the tree of knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. So this principle, by establishing the mental nature of the universe, easily explains all of the varied mental and psychic phenomena that occupy such a large portion of the public attention and which, without such explanation, are non-understandable and defy scientific treatment. I understand. I, people say it's, it's not understandable. Okay, maybe I don't fully understand, but I feel I understand like a great deal and I'd love to just keep going down the rabbit hole and getting more and more information so that I can really really understand like on the level of Jesus because I promise you Jesus understood that's make no mistake Jesus understood fully because some of the stuff in the gospel of Thomas I still don't know what he's talking about but when when I expand my consciousness and when the more I research and explore the more I can understand what he is saying the more I can decode the 114 sayings of Jesus and the Gospel of Thomas. So, okay, in understanding of this great hermetic principle, which is the principle of mentalism, which is all is mind, it enables the individual to readily grasp the laws of the mental universe and to apply the same to his or her well-being and advancement. The student, the hermetic student the student of ontology, is enabled to apply intelligently the great mental laws instead of using them in a haphazard manner. With a master key in his possession, and Jesus talks about this too, I'm going to pull it up shortly, but with the master key in his possession, because Jesus said, once you um, figure this stuff out, you'll be master of all. That's what he said. He said at first, you're going to be mad, and then you're going to be like, what? And then you're going to be master of all. That's what he said. But I'll pull it up word for word. Don't, you know, I can't be paraphrasing, but might get it wrong. But the thing is, is that with the master key in 
his or her possession, the student may unlock the many doors of the mental and psychic temple of knowledge and enter the same freely and intelligently. This principle explains the true nature of energy, power, and matter, and why and how all of these are subordinate to the mastery of mind. Now, one of the old hermetic masters wrote, he who grasps the truth of the mental nature of the universe is well advanced on the path to mastery. And these words are as true today as the time they were first written. Without this master key, mastery is impossible. And the student knocks in vain at the many doors of the temple. Now, what did Jesus say about who the temple is? He said, you the temple. An ancient Egyptian um, Medunetter quotes say, know thyself, right? Man, know thyself in order to know God. They call it the rock technu knowledge of self in ancient Egyptian and Medunetter. And so one of the Proverbs is the body is the temple of the gods within you. Therefore, it is said, man, know thyself. Also says the kingdom of heaven is within you and whoever shall know it and whoever shall know himself shall find it. Know thyself and you shall know the gods. The body, uh, the body is the house of God. Man, know thyself and thou shall know the gods. This is ancient Egyptian, y'all. This is stuff that they had put on the wall that y'all don't know how to read because y'all don't know how to read Metronetter and you should probably learn how to read Metronetter so that you can finally get uh, data so that you can actually reread the Bible and understand the code that Jesus was saying because Jesus had to speak in code because what? They're not going to put this in, there, in, in the book. Come on now. Why would they put this in the book they're trying to mind control you hello to be fair they put enough in the book that where if you just take a couple of the scriptures you can do this like you can really get it i mean um the, the case in point when the jesus healed somebody and then they was like oh you healed me he was like actually your faith healed you <laughs> so <laughs> i mean so okay okay some people view uh these types of occult scientists sciences, occult sciences, is strictly theoretical or blindingly philosophical. Now, others steal the concepts of ancient Egypt, of the ancient Egyptian minds, and create secret societies and organizations which strive to increase in power based on the supreme understandings of the ancient Egyptian black people. Nonetheless, the science of mentalism is not pseudoscience. Upon an honest investigation into the nature of the physical universe, it becomes clear that there is a deeper reality that created, maintains, and expands the universe. And this deeper reality is mental. The macrocosmic mind, or collective consciousness, is the mind behind the larger substantial universe, while our microcosmic mind is what's behind our personal reality within the larger substantial universe. Now, I want to get, I really want to talk about the, the cult of Amon Ra, because I think that the cult of Amon Ra, because during the 18th dynasty of Egypt, they became more powerful. They were like a cult of like priests that were like alchemists and they had this information and they became more powerful than the Pharaoh. So that's when the Pharaoh, the new Pharaoh changed the religion, the God to Aten, Aten. He changed the God to Aten and then, then a new Pharaoh happened and then he changed it back to Amun-Ra, right? And Amun-Ra is, the cult of Amun-Ra, like when they were doing Amun-Ra, which is, um, there's a temple for Amun-Ra in Sudan, right? Nubian, okay, this is Nubian stuff here. And so, so, which is, Egypt is just a colony of Nubia. It was a colony of Nubia. So, um, I say that to say, Amen Ra just means hidden in the light. You got Amen, which is the hidden god of the subconscious, 
becoming into the light, though. When you put raw by it, now it is illuminated. So you're conscious. You're uh, you know thyself, right? So the, when you're when so Jesus talks about this all the time. Jesus talks about this all the time. When the hidden aspect of who you are becomes conscious. Now you can be, you can operate as a God, right? Know thyself. It is very important to know yourself. It really is. I mean, everyone talks about it. Socrates, you know, Thoth, Jesus. This is like ancient Greek philosophy. Of course, you know, Greek, Greece was Hellenized. So everything that was ancient Egyptian became Greece, Greek. But so I want to get into Amon Ra right quick. Now the temple of Amon is is in it's in it's Jebel Barkel. It's an archaeological site at Jebel Barkel in northern state Sudan. It is 400 kilometers north of Kardam near Karma, and the temple stands near a large bend of the Nile River in the region that was called Nubia in ancient times. Okay, this is why is this important? It is important because Amen is we still say Amen after our prayers, and it's. It's basically like a spell word for it is done, right? So when they say, "My thy kingdom come, thy will be done, amen is like that. Amen Ra was what they explain as the chief god of all Egyptian deities, but that's not necessarily the case. It's not what that means. Amen Ra is all powerful. Just think of Amen Ra not as a person, a chief god. So... Amen Ra, okay, is the chief god of all Egyptian deities. He is worship. Amen Ra is not. It's not a guy. I don't. I don't understand. There's a lot of patriarchy even within the history of being explained. Amen. Amen is not a gender. So anyway, it's the create. It's basically a part of the net, the barbello. So it is worshipped as the creator of all things, including all other deities. So it is an all powerful, right? And when you know yourself, you become all-powerful. So let's just get that right. So Amon Ra was worshipped, and I don't want to say worship, but known um, by devout followers, centered in the temple to Amon Ra in Thebes. And the popularity of Amon Ra made Egyptian religion essential, made Egyptian religion actually a monotheistic. Ancient Egyptian religion is a monotheistic religion, by the way. The deities are just aspects of who you are, of you, of us. So, okay, Amen, Amun was the prominent deity of the city of Thebes, but in 1570 BCE, Amos, one of Thebes, unified Egypt and ushered in the new kingdom. And with Thebes as the center of the Egyptian government, Amen Ra became the chief deity of all of Egypt. But, but think about that. The hidden, Amen Ra just means the hidden one, right? Amen actually means the hidden one. Now, when you add Ra to it, that is the sun, the light. Like when you say light, it just means knowledge or something that was dark being illuminated. It's just the light bulb moment, you know? So, okay. So Revelation 3.14 to the angel of the church in Laodicea. These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. That would be us, actually. Also, Amen also means I am and to exist. All that. To exist. So anyway, the, the meaning of the name Amen Ra is the hidden one. And so, and then Ra is in the light. The hidden becomes, you know, in the light. 
Amen also means invisible, mysterious of form, your subconscious mind, basically. So this Amen first appears in the Egyptian texts known as the Pyramid Texts in 24 to 23 BCE. And initially was not a prominent deity because remember, we're, we're evolving. We're knowing ourselves. We're, we're learning how our mind works. We're learning at this time. So there were other deities that symbolized specific concepts such as death, darkness, the underworld. So now we got the hidden one, which is the subconscious mind, Amen, right? And so during the Middle Kingdom, Amen rose in prominence as a member of a triad of deities which is Amon, Mutt, and Khonsu, god of the moon. And they were the main deities of Thebes. And, that, and that, all that means stuff. It means stuff. But we're not talking about that right now. What we're really talking about is Amon Ra and the hidden becoming conscious. Okay, so Amon the hidden one is the god of obscurity. And it came to represent the mysteriousness of life, which is your subconscious mind. Man, know thyself. And he was also represented as the god of air, that was invisible, but still felt and associated with the life and creation and ma very malleable and easy easily redefined and then became associated with Ra, the god of the sun, which is the power of life, life force, energy and creation and knowledge, right? So, so boom, now we have Amen Ra, which is the Egyptian deity of all creation Powerful enough to create even the other deities, even though we know that Net, the Barbello, is the one that was doing that, which this could be just some patriarchal. But it sounds patriarchal, but it's not because we have to understand that Amen Ra's not a guy. It's actually a mother. Um, there's actually a female version called Amenti or Amunet, they say. Amunet, which Net is the netter. The creation of it. So, in all honesty, Amen is a female. Let's, you know, I'm not trying to complicate this thing, but it's Amunet. Remember what we talked about like many, many podcast episodes ago? Net. They call this woman Tanit. Also, they call this the Barbello, right? She's the first one. And she has a temple in Sais, Egypt. And her body is the Ankh. They have pictures of an Ankh, like an Ankh with a um, triangle. For like a body, which is the cosmic womb. And she's known as the goddess of the matrix. This is still Amen, guys. So Amunet, Net. So she has on the wall, I am all that has been, that is, and that will be. No mortal has been able to lift the veil that covers me. N-R-T. This is the netters. This is like more ancient. Like we, as we progress, we start breaking this stuff down. Because we're creating new neural pathways and we're learning about ourselves. We're learning about what we are. You see? So she's got on her wall, I have come from myself. She also goes by NIT, N-T, N-R-T, K-N-I-T, NET, NAT, A-NAT, NEATH, NETTERS, AMUNET, TANEAT, and this is still Amen Ra. This is literally still the same. It's the same thing. So she's the goddess of the matrix, the womb, the cosmic womb, the ankh, the life. She is the life, weaver of the fabric of space-time and time and space. Web of consciousness, we call it the World Wide Web, right? Which is like a quantum computer where data is everywhere and we can access it at will. The matrix of creation, the primordial supreme being with a female aspect, this is net. 
imparts protection and blessings in the form of spiritual power, created the seed of the gods and goddesses and men and women. Divine cow who gave birth to Ra. She gives birth to Ra, light, knowledge, right? So amen is just, it's amunet. It's this, like we're like if we could take gender out of it, I just get triggered when it's like when I have to say he's God. I just get real, real triggered because of patriarchy. But yeah, so Amunet is the hidden one. Okay, Amen. It's the same thing. Primordial goddess in ancient Egyptian religion, Thebes, center of where you know it all happened for her, for it, for us. You know, in the process of us exploring consciousness and what we are in our subconscious minds, the hidden, and then she's like net. So the cow that gave birth to Ra, we're giving birth to consciousness, being conscious that we exist and that we are God and that we can create our reality just as the universe, this world that we've created for ourselves. Like we're parts, pieces of that. And we, it's the same mechanism that exists. And I hate that I got off track, but it seems like we devolved in consciousness um, when we started making these gods actual idols. Like we lost something in translation, you know. And I think that, you know, a lot of the priests had this information and they were like making people, they were like tricking people and not telling them the actual truth about it, you know. And, and maybe they just, they didn't have the mind to understand because, you know, in the Bible it always says, let he who has ears to hear, let them hear or whatever, you know. And like they say, you know, especially Thoth, you know, definitely talks about staying away. Well, not Thoth, but it was actually Ramses. He didn't want Ramses III. He didn't want us Egyptians hanging with the other groups because he didn't want our consciousness to be devolved. And he was talking about the groups in Mesopotamia, by the way. He didn't want their mindset to devolve our consciousness like this is a real thing <laughs> but like I could go this Amon Ra thing goes really deep and like I could explain the history there's more history to be explained but what I really wanted to talk about today was is how observation creates reality and so I just wanted to give just some information so that maybe you know you could have a if you don't understand you could have like something to link it to in your brain because that's how metacognition works which my teacher taught me this in college about how and when she taught me this this was kind of like an aha moment where the light bulb went off where she was explaining how the brain works and there has to it's like a tree which is the neuron of the brain and there has to be a, a something to link it to like a branch so if there's information that is above your head and there is nothing to link it to you will not understand it so that's why you have to we learn our letters before we learn how to speak right or not speak but we learn our letters before we learn how to spell and then we learn how to spell before we learn how to put it you know comprehend the reading and things like that like it all be, you know we learn our alphabet we, we learn our how to, to add and subtract and then we we move it up to multiplication and then we move it up to division and it goes like that because of metacognition and so same thing but I think that the problem starts for me with this information is when we stay at a lower level of understanding and we never increase that so that is my that's really the purpose of the podcast and it, for me it was to increase my knowledge because I had this thirst for knowledge it was uh the thirst for knowledge for me was killing me on the inside like 
the lack of information was causing me to be feel empty or something like I can't even explain. So I began to search because something just didn't seem right with reality and with people and with humans and with the way things are. And it was just really disturbing to me. So I had to figure this stuff out. So moving forward. So I was I came across this article. It's actually written in 1998. And it was published by the Wiseman Institute of Science. And it is called Quantum Theory demonstrated observation affects reality. So one of the most bizarre, the summary of the article is that one of the most bizarre premises of quantum theory, which has long fascinated philosophers and physicists alike, state that by the very act of watching, the observer affects the observed reality. Now, you can either watch what is or you can create something that you would prefer with your third eye. That's where the whole third eye situation comes into place, which is the eye of the mind, which is the eye of your imagination, right? How And we create with our imagination and also our belief systems and the meaning that we assign. That's actually how we create our world. The study is about how the researchers at Wiseman Institute of Science, they conducted this highly controlled experiment demonstrating how a beam of electrons is affected by the act of being observed. The experiment revealed that the greater the amount of watching, which is actually focused and putting energy on something, which is energy, frequency, vibration, all that. So anyway, the, so the, the act of watching, the greater the observer's influence on what actually takes place. So when a quantum observer is watching, quantum mechanics states that particles can also behave as waves. And this can be true for electrons at the subacron level, which is distances measuring less than one micron or one thousandth of a millimeter when behaving as waves. They can simultaneously pass through several openings in a barrier and then meet again at the other side of the barrier, and this meeting is known as interference. By the way, this is the particle split experiment that I am explaining. That's what they call it, the particle split. So interference can only occur when no one is watching. Once an observer begins to watch the particles going through the openings, the picture changes dramatically. So if a particle can be seen going through one opening, then it is clear it didn't go through the other. So in other words, when other... When under observation, electrons are being forced to behave like particles and not like waves. Thus, the mere act of observation affects the experimental findings. Okay, so apart from observing or detecting the electrons, the detector had no effect on the current. So yet the scientists found that the very presence of the detector observer near one of the openings caused changes in the interference pattern of the electron waves passing through the openings of the barrier. So in fact... This effect was dependent on the amount of the observation. When the observer's capacity to detect electrons increased, in other words, when the level of the observation went up, the interference weakened. And in contrast, when, ooh, the interference weakened. Ah, that hit me. The interference. So when I think of interference, I think of like something that you don't prefer existing in your reality or like a demon or like a, someone putting something negative over your life. That's like interference with your reality, right? But if you stay focused, if you observe your preference, then they can't actually interfere. That's what I got from that. But so, um, the inf and so that said, the interference weakened. So in contrast, when its capacity to detect electrons was reduced, when the ob observation slackened, the interference increased. So when you lose sight of your goals, when you lose focus, that is when inter interference can increase. 
That's what I'm getting from this. So thus, by controlling the properties of the quantum observer, the scientists managed to control the extent of its influence on the electron's behavior. Stay focused. The theoretical basis for this phenomenon was developed several years ago by a number of physicists. So that's deep. And that's basically, you know, what this, the title of the podcast is, uh, of this episode. (laughs) Observation creates reality, okay? What you focus on, you get more of, okay? It is really just as simple as that. And I think that, like, interference happens when you allow low vibrational frequencies to, when you start focusing on that, or when you focus on negative things, or when you focus on something that that is not your preference, or when you focus on, like, what, what do you not want to happen? Like, don't, why are you focusing on that? Like, um, you know, like, certain people are always talking about, you know, negative things and focusing on negative things. I mean, the more you focus on something negative, the more you get that, like you get that. It's kind of like the algorithm. It's the algorithm of earth, like kind of like it's the same thing as Instagram algorithm where, you know, or, or, or YouTube algorithm where you click on a video and then all of a sudden you get more videos similar. And then next thing you know, if you click on some dumb stuff, then you got all this dumb stuff in your feed. Or if you let someone else use your Instagram or I find that people that I associate with my Instagram and YouTube starts merging with theirs for some reason like I'd be getting these like if say if maybe I'm texting someone we're interacting in some way I begin to get weird videos that I think that they had been looking at like I really cannot make this up and that's why you know you really have to to isolate yourself from lower vibrational people or people I mean if you really care about if you're if you're focused on something and you're trying to level up or you are trying to get yourself you know on a different frequency maybe hanging with lower vibrational people it's going to affect your frequency, period. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. The people you meet are going to be the most important thing in your life. And that goes for your family, that goes for your friends who you have right now. Yeah, you want to be surrounded by great people. You really are the average of the five people or ten people that you're surrounded by. We all think that we can withstand influence. We can. Good habits are hard to come by. But what's even harder to come by are people that have good habits that you can be around. That's even tougher. You are the average of the five people that you spent the most time with growing up. Or most of the guys on the pl- and gals on the planet. Yo, that is really what this podcast episode is about. It is about how observation creates reality. It literally creates matter. It literally affects how electrons move. Like, it creates actual physical matter in the 3D. So... Tesla says, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, speak in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And Einstein said, everything in life is a vibration. He also said, everything is energy and that is all that there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want and you cannot help but get that reality. And that is actually called resonance. I was studying this course that Richard McKim, this guy named Richard McKim, created. And it's all about resonance and how, you know, you vibrate on the frequency you resonate with certain frequencies. And so it's very important that you resonate on a high frequency so that you don't attract any lower vibrational frequencies to you and, you know, attract things that you don't prefer. Okay, so getting back to the Kabbalion and the all is mind situation, here are 10 things that demonstrate the ancient occult sciences which align with modern quantum physics 
confirming that the universe is a mental construct and the mind is the foundation of reality. Okay. So what is deemed as the mind of all by occult science is referred to as the larger consciousness system or unified field by metaphysicians and quantum physicists. Religions refer to the mind of the all as God. Now, Allah. I forgot to get into Allah because we already went into the Tetragrammaton, which is to exist. Yahweh means to exist. The Christian God is uh, I am. That's what the Christian God goes by. The Ram, Amen, Ra, Amen. The ram that Abraham sacrificed in the place of his son, the ram in the bush, that's actually Amun-Ra. If you go into Egypt and see all of the the statues of Amun, he's got, like, he's underneath a ram, which is, like, the protector. I don't know. It's, like, allegories and shit, you know. Also, Moses sacrificed rams and things of that nature that Moses sacrificed. It's I am. Who shows I sent me? Say I am. Which, so, to exist, I am, and then Allah, right? The all. This is why I say, like, honestly, studying all the religions can give you what the real truth is. Not ha- not just one, because they're giving you little pieces. So the all is also called the one, the absolute, the great one, the creator, the supreme mind, the supreme good, the father, and the universal mother, the barbello, net, amen ra. You know, it's the, the hermetic or um, pantheistic view of God which is that everything that is, or at least that can be experienced, collectively makes up the all. The hermetic maxim states, while all is in the all, it is equally true that the all is in all. The all can also be seen to be androgynous, possessing both masculine and feminine qualities in equal parts. I was going to say something about non-binaral like, kind of, we all are non-binaural. All of us, literally, we're all non-binaural. Like, here on the 3D, you either get assigned a gender, you get a vagina, you get a penis. Or you sometimes some people have both, actually. And they have XX uh, men and XY females. Like, there's all kind of, you know, mutations. And that's why, you know, you kind of can't judge, like, oh, the LGBT is a sin. And we, I mean, we really don't know what kind of mechanism is behind that. I think that... You know, it's just, it's just, we, you know, if you're not an XY or an X, I'm an X, I got XX, right? I'm a female. Like I have boobs and you know, period. I can't deny that. Like, and I, I feel like that I'm supposed to be a girl, but on the flip side, I kind of feel androgynous. Like I will, I have a masculine side too, but it's not too masculine because I'm not going to be outside doing things in the heat. I'm not going to be, you know, messing with trees or you know, doing any type of yard work where there could be bugs, like there's that part, but there's other parts of me that are considered masculine. I think those are constructs. But what I'm saying is, is that I feel like a feminine, I feel like a woman, but I feel like I could be both if necessary. Like I can turn into like a man. No, I can't. I kind of can't. I'm I can't pick up heavy things. But the, the point is <laughs> that we're all non-binaural in the spiritual realm, so to speak. It's just all about what, what frequency you resonate with, right? So getting back to the all, the one, the absolute, the great one, the creator, the supreme mind, the supreme good, the father, the universal mother, and the nameless, also called the monad, the cosmos, God, goddess, godhead, Allah, Brahman, Tao, Tao, or whatever, The all is often characterized as androgynous, male, female qualities, mother and father. Net, neath, nit, tanit on her walls 
on the tomb in um, Sais, she says she's the mother of all mothers and the father of all fathers. Okay. <laughs> so I would say that Allah means the all, which is everything that exists, which means if you exist, you Allah. Okay. <clears throat> but my Islamic friend would beg to differ that. Nonetheless, so number two of the 10 things that demonstrate the ancient occult sciences, how they align with modern quantum physics, confirming that the universe is a mental construct and the mind is the foundation of reality. Number two, science has proven that observation by a conscious mind causes the ever-present quantum wave functions of the underlying universe to collapse into particles with a definite state. So in other words, the conscious mind creates the physical universe through observation and perpetual circumstance. Number three. Matter does not technically exist. Only the appearance of matter exists. Therefore, consciousness maintains a supreme circumstance over matter because we know consciousness exists because we exist. Consciousness is foundational and irreducible while matter is secondary and reducible. Mind over matter. Number four. The entire universe is generated as an informational construct from the collective unconscious, the mind of the all, or the larger consciousness system, which is us. It's us. All of us are part of the mind of all or the larger consciousness system. Number five, thoughts exist within the wave function, a conscious superpositioned quantum circumstance that is outside of space and time and behind the virtual reality we call the material world. Number six, psychic phenomena such as telepathy is possible due to information instantaneously transmitted by quantum entanglement, which they call the Akashic Records, the quantum field. So yeah, Akasha, it's how you know stuff. And possibly we've lived this life, this exact same life, maybe multiple times. We have no idea. We don't know if we got reset, sent back into the same life multiple times. We just don't know. Because, you know, deja vu happens and then you're like, oh, my God, I feel like I've been doing this before. Like, I've already done this. And also, I had a dream. I'd be having dreams, y'all. I had a dream that actually happened. I had the dream months before and the situation literally happened in real life exactly as the dream and I, I it was because I was I had gotten a boyfriend and I had a bad dream where we broke up and I moved and we were moved together and then I moved out and I moved to a different place and I was on this hammock with this grass very green grass and then I called him I was like I dreamt that we broke up and then and, you know he was like oh that's not gonna happen well get what happened get what we broke up <clears throat> I moved away I moved out to a different place and I was on the hammock <laughs> looking at the grass and I was like, oh, shit, this the dream I had three months ago or four months ago. Or I think we like literally made it for four months living together and I could not take it. No, mo. I had to go. So, yeah, that it happened. It literally word for word. Exactly. It freaking happened. <laughs> like, why? Explain that. Literally, okay, so that was number six, psychic phenomena. Number seven, the mind and its infinite quantum entanglements are not in the body, or at least not confined to it. If matter is an illusion, a matter of perception collapsing wave functions into particles, then the body must also be a part of the illusion. Mm. This shit ain't real. We appear physical from our own perspective because we collapse our own wave frequency and quantum area of existence into a definite particle material state, thus what we call a body is nothing more than a digital avatar produced by the observation and perception of our own mind, which is why they say you can change your appearance with your beliefs by using affirmations. I feel like I did that because I did, I look, I used to look different. Like, P 
people say they like, oh, you 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 be changing. I feel like I look the same, but people like say that I look different. This guy even asked me, did I have plastic surgery? I was like, no. I grew up like my bone structure, my baby face got reduced because I got older, and then I lost the fat in my face, and now my cheekbones, you can see them. That's what happened. People will will swear every down. Oh, she got this. She got filler, or she got this. Nope. Nope, not yet. <laughs> I did get Botox in my forehead, though. I'm not even going to hold you. Because this just, come on. Like, why not? Why do you want to see them lines in your forehead? Like, no. Okay, number eight. <clears throat> the supreme mathematics that are obvious within everything in the middle universe emerge from quantum possibilities in the wave function beneath space-time, which is the middle realm, which in turn produce space-time geometries and patterns that appear to us as the golden ratio, correspondences, etc. Number nine, angels, demons, and other supernatural beings are conscious agents that exist within space-time without being tied down to a physical avatar. Number ten, the macrocosmic mind of the all is the entire collection of independent conscious agents that are perpetually engaged in a universal state of quantum entanglements, which is how all is in the all, and yet the all is in all. Mm. I'm going to let that marinate right quick. By the way, I'm reading from a website called True Dreads, with a Z, T-R-U-D-R-E-A-D-Z dot com. And this is published by a guy named Jason Williams. And the article is called The Universe is Mental. It was published on March 18th. And it's called The Universe is Mental. The physical world is a virtual reality projected from the mind, which I happen to agree with, which is why I read it on this episode. I really wanted to get into the sayings of Jesus, like the 114 sayings of Jesus in the Gospel of Thomas, because it kind of, it goes with this, but I am, I got to wrap this thing up. It has been great. I am tired. Okay. So, with that as always, thank you for listening, and, you know, let me know what you think about this. Maybe leave a comment. I don't know share this thing with somebody i don't know but goodbye i gotta go peace and love yeah, i'm driving slow in the fast lane chop a screw pop a code i make them haul at them little things i make them call all my name my vibe is like drugs you know i got dope you know i'm the plug yeah yeah my vibe is like drugs